This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes, it certainly is Christmas. So here on The Real EFL, we decided to bring you a Christmas special full of cheer. Okay, maybe not for all clubs. From the festive spirit being restored at Bolton Wanderers to Carlisle United goalkeeper looking like he'd already been on the spirits. Ironic, considering he drinks the Jaeger and drinks the vodka. Yes, we have absolutely plenty to discuss I am your host for today, Charlie Beeston. And before I introduce you to my elf, please make sure you give us a like on the podcast platform of your choice. A five-star rating, all that good stuff. Call it a Christmas present for us. And it's free. Well, if only all present giving was as easy as that, eh? Well, I said I wasn't alone and we are only a two-man strong team today. But strong is certainly the right word. A peek behind the curtain. We weren't 100% sure we were going to get a podcast on today. But this man begged to do one just so he could talk about his side's victory. (laughs) Is, of course, our resident royal, Johnny Hunt. Johnny, how are you? Good, mate. Happy Christmas. Yes. Single bells. Again, you know, um, you guys are only listening, so you guys won't be able to see this. I'm just currently sat here dressing a normal T-shirt, pair of joggers on. You know, I'm not really doing much, lazing around the house. It's Christmas Eve morning, uh, and I've been totally shown up by Johnny. He's got his Christmas jumper on, his Santa hat on. Uh, so you've just done this to, to show me up, really, haven't you, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm actually starting to look like Father Christmas myself, so I'll just dress up and do the full works. <laughs> Only 24 hours um, to go. <laughs> better than be- better than being called an elf, eh? <laughs> Absolutely, I've been called worse with my surname. Believe me. <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to say. <laughs> are you uh, are you all ready for all ready for Christmas? Well, as well as if I'd be with uh, with two little people and uh, <laughs> um, the other half's birthday today as well, so it's uh, yeah. Full on. Happy birthday! What is what is the other half's name? Neve. Neve. It's, uh, it's, it's Neve is is Christmas Eve in Ireland, in Irish. So there you go. There you go. So there's a, a bit of a cultural thing for us all today on this podcast. <laughs> nice little happy birthday there. But look, Johnny, you came on this podcast. Let's be honest. For one reason and one reason only, you wanted to talk about it. Let's discuss that Reading game. 
A victory, 2-0, beating Wigan. Were you good value for the win? Were Wigan poor? What's the, what's the view? Talk us through it. Oh, look, to be honest, again, you know, it's like a stuck record after, you know, we've had another tough week with, you know, there's been uh, redundancies at the club behind the scenes and, um, you know, it's, it's it's not a good place. But the win, you know, there was also uh, all the rules remembered that had passed. So that was a positive thing for the fans, you know, including my mum, Bursa, um, you know. And then the game itself was, like, Wigan started really well. The first 15 minutes, they were on top. Um, we were kind of cut apart, especially on the wings. Um, the Calman, what his name is, um, you know, but then they had a chance where Button made a save, went down, clutching his hand, his head, kind of stopped the game about 15 minutes in instead of the usual tennis balls for us, which is a change. Um, and, you know, Sellers got the players together and kind of whatever, whatever he said, whatever he did, kind of galvanised us. And from that point on, really, we were the best team. Um, Femi Aziz, who's kind of a bit of a Marmite player for Reading, you know, you love him or, or don't like him because uh, he can be very inconsistent, but he's starting to really get into a run of form now and the finish that he produced was an absolute screamer, you know, one of the goals of the day. Um, and, they, you know, for Wigan, you know, he's trying to be impartial. They huffed and puffed and just he made changes, a couple of chances, but really kind of it, you know, it just didn't, you know, the passes didn't work. The, mm. it, it just kind of didn't click into gear for them. And then, you know, se- second half, again, another good finish from Sam Smith, who really does make the difference for us. You know, since he's come back into the team after being injured, he's kind of the focal point. For, you know, we've been on a much better run with him in the team. Yeah, we've had, you know, had a couple of defeats. But with him there, you know, he's, he's experienced and, and good at this level. Um, and he just gives us that outlet and causes problems for the defenders that gives others like Nibs um, and Aziz, you know, the, the, the space to do what they do. So really, to be honest, it was a very comfortable win, which is very unlike <laughs> us for Reading fans. We just sit there going five minutes to go. Oh, God, here we go. You know, you're hanging on to it. But they're actually, you know, they, they're starting, you know, I think Sellers is really sort of almost, you know, every week now it's like, Nine, ten players are the same. Apart from mm-hmm. like Yeardon was out yesterday injured. Tom Holmes has come back in as well. Who's you know he's played over a hundred games for the clubs, played at the championship level. He's starting to show good form again. Starting to show the leadership um, alongside Abby. Um, so it's promising. It's promising signs. You know, I'm not getting carried away, but you know, we're going to Peterborough away on Boxing Day. Who are on an amazing run of form. So are we away from home? We haven't mm-hmm. actually lost for two games. So it will be a be a Christmas cracker, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. So I'll take you it as have it to remi- You don't have to remind me of your away form, John. <laughs> <laughs> Look, obviously, Lincoln played Reading, what, on the 16th, so last weekend. And uh, myself, uh, Gary, um, Chris, uh, and, and and Ben, another one of the sort of Lincoln podcast hosts, we, we went on a bit of a night out afterwards and we were sat there sort of immediately in the bar and we went how on earth are Reading damn it like we know the points deductions and all of it yeah. but it seems like every time I I'm on this podcast we're sat here talking about another Reading loss or another poor performance or yeah. more silly mistakes creeping in but against us you seemed really really comfortable and you seemed really solid and then again for it to be another sort of performance like that against Wigan only positives you can be taken at the minute. You know, it's it's a real good thing for you guys going into this Christmas period that you have yeah. 
being able to kind of show the quality that you've got. And if there's any time to be picking up form, it's now in the going into the busy, busy schedule, you know, um, at the end of the day, going going uh, into the festive fixtures when you're away at yeah. Peterborough, okay, a really, really tough game, yes. But then away at Cheltenham, you could have a really good chance there. And then New Year's Day to be at home to uh, Exeter. Potentially, there's a real good chance to be picking up four, five, six points there. Yeah, what, definitely. Do, do, you, do you agree with that sort of assessment? Yeah, like the only again, you know, the only hard thing is for the players that you know they mm. can't stay overnight in away games. So there's a lot of traveling involved, you know, because of the, the whole financial situation at the club. But you know, that they've got nothing to be fearful of any game now, really, to be honest. Mm. You know, there's there's a, a unity in that squad, um, the togetherness, you know, they're really doing the, the fans and themselves proud by, you know, having to, you know, if you've got um so many, you know, young players that are playing. It's, yeah. it's, you know, um, I can only you can only ask for them to turn up and do what they do. And, and like, like Michael Craig, who's playing defensive mid, um, mm. an academy player, is really starting to, you know, blossom. Um, probably, you know, probably would, you know, a different world wouldn't have had a chance to play this season, but he's taken yeah. it. You know, Darrell Dorsett's the same. I said, you know, Abby Binden, you know, these young lads. Um, Doing us proud, you know. It's 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 not easy for them, but we you know can't ask any more as a as a group of of young players. You know, with a couple of experienced ones around them, um, trying their best in very difficult times. No, absolutely. And this is the time where they're going to have to kind of show that resilience. And, and Ruben Sellers is very much going to have to lead them through this as well as manager. So, look onwards and upwards for for Reading definitely. And it, and it certainly seems like you've got a really good chance now of being able to climb out of not just the bottom four, but potentially even get on a bit of a run and climb out of a, of a relegation battle at this stage. You know, it'll be it'll certainly be an interesting one. So, look, that was Reading versus Wigan. Of course, that was the key game of the day from yesterday, as picked by, yeah, by Johnny, of course. <laughs> but, look, we won't be going into uh, depth for all games. There was far too much action for the two of us to try and unpack. Uh, but we are going to take a look at some of the bigger key games and also take a look at some of the big headlines from this weekend of football as well. So yesterday, Bolton got a victory, which saw them climb up to third in the table, which was, which incidentally was Ian Everts' 100th win there. But it wasn't quite as easy as it looked. They thought it would be 3-0 up in 10 minutes. Now, I'm a Lincoln City fan and we play Bolton at our place on Boxing Day. And our so, so, social media pages were just filled uh, at 10 past three yesterday of, oh, crap. Bolton are 3-0 up. This is not going to be fun on uh, on Tuesday, is it? But it didn't actually go as easy as it as they thought it could. A second half latent Orient revival made it look rather worrying for the home side. The away side were definitely better after the break, racking up a really good amount of XG from their eight shots as Bolton only managed to register one shot in the whole of the second half. But the away side could only score twice through Shackford and Theo Archibald, ensuring Bolton ended their winless run of three matches in the division. Pretty important win for them, wouldn't you say, Johnny? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, a game like that, again, you know, as a fan, you know, you're 3-0 up after 10 minutes. It's not always that easy. You know, you think you, mm. the momentum of games change. You know, again, second, you know, it's literally a game of two halves, wasn't it? Or, you know, came back and, you know, and they've... They're a good side on the day. Um, 
and it'll give anyone a go. Um, yeah, as a as a an attacking team, when you're three 0 up, do you do you sit back then and defend and and oh, we've won mm. the game? But after ten minutes, <laughs> like you still got eighty minutes to play. You know, it's it's a tricky one, but you know they they got the win. You know, that's that's all that matters for for, for them as a team. You know, you, you you're not going to win every game easily, and it, you know, for them, they're now third in the league. Um, you know, I always think from well, as a fan's point of view, you know, there's sort of markers in a season. I always go ten games, see where mm-hmm. you're at, and then Christmas, New Year. If you're around the playoffs, you tend to be around the playoffs at the end of the season. If you're around the bottom, yeah. you tend to be around the bottom. There's obviously the odd team that will do a, mm-hmm. a run, but it kind of gives you, you know, you're halfway through a season, you've really got much pretty good inkling of where where teams are going to be from from form wise. And you're looking at Bolton as one of those teams. You know, they've had a couple of dips in forms, but that's everyone's going to do that this season. But they're certainly going to be up there. Um, automatic playoff, it's toss a coin, isn't it? I think you know they, they've certainly got the ability and. Um, Dion Charles was at 16th goal of the season in all comps. Yeah, I think, you know, um, when you've got goal scorers and they stay fit, yeah, 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 you, you know, you, you're on a, a, a yes, yeah, it's, 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 no, it's it absolutely easier. And Andy got an assist in there yesterday as well. Just uh, look, Bolton are a team that most people, myself included, I don't know, myself, Johnny, but. You know, on this podcast, it was very much tipped that it would be Portsmouth, Bolton and Derby as the three fighting for those two automatic places. Now, don't get me wrong, Peterborough United have very much put themselves in that fight as well. But you just start to see Bolton sat there in third now, Derby sat there in fourth, obviously Portsmouth top. We're starting to see this table take shape. Now, Stevenage, for example, have, have just dropped ever so slightly because of yesterday's results and they've picked up a few draws recently. You've got Barnsley very much coming back towards the sort of top six as well. And like you say, the, the bottom four, I think, is starting to take shape. This is definitely a big, big milestone at the minute. And I think at the end of, I think the next key point of a season for me anyway, is the end of January. Yeah. Because then all of the teams are finalised going for the run into May. Uh, and we start to know exactly whereabouts teams are going to be because there'll have been 27, 28 games. There's only, you know, less than 20 matches left of the season, well over halfway by that point. It makes it really, really interesting to sort of see whereabouts certain teams are going to be. But like you say, I think it's already starting to take shape. Yeah, I think so. With yeah. the squad depths as well, that's where mm. the that's where the toll is going to be in the, you know January, February, March. You know, as per, you know, more injuries. Yeah, you know, you're going to really see where where the the, the, the bigger teams and the better squads will will move on. There's there's good sides up there, but do they have the depth that will mm. help? You know, that's 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 the thing, isn't it? Like you say, with January, who can you know who's got the money to invest? And you know, push upwards. Um, it, it'll be interesting, and I'm sure there'll be a lot. Maybe some, maybe some of the top sides may lose players as well to, to higher leagues. Mm. That that oh, that could be, that could be an impact. You know, um, yeah, it's always it's always a, a, an interesting month, isn't it? The transfer window, not for us because we haven't got any money and can't buy anyone, but like <laughs> <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> oh, I am very much looking forward to the January transfer window. Not even from my club's point of view, but just from the whole league. I, yeah, I very much you know enjoy sort of beginning to predict how the second half of the season will take shape. But talking of my team, I'm going to move on now to a game I didn't really want to have to talk about. 
Uh, I've already done it on one podcast this week. <laughs> that was Derby County hosting my side, Lincoln City, on Thursday night. Now, Johnny, this was uh, this is a real difficult one for for us. I uh, I travelled to Derby along with another nineteen hundred Lincoln fans, which is a really really good uh, sort of a way end for us. Um, we went one 0 down. After 25 minutes, when I'll be honest, I kind of thought that we were the better side for the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, no disrespect to Derby. Derby, you know, we know their quality, and in the end, it was their quality that prevailed. And they managed to get a goal, a really, really nice, well worked goal, purely from quality. And it was Connor Hurahan smashing the ball into the roof of the net. You just can't save those. So that that one just is what it is. But then we managed to get a penalty in the 45th plus two minute and uh, it was Paulie O'Connor who was taken down by Joe Ward I believe inside of the box a uh, really poor challenge I don't know what he was doing and Danny Mandroy <laughs> managed to took the uh, penalty away so really real positive for us on that one all going into half time and honestly the first 10-15 minutes of the second half I thought we were going to go on to win it we were playing some really nice football but we just lacked the attack the final third that a final attack we just can't seem to get it right at the minute, and it's understandable. We don't have a fit striker, or not really. You know, we've got a young, we've got a young lad who um, only made his league debut against Barnsley earlier on this season, and he's now leading the line for us in League One. It is just unfortunately, that, and I'm, you know, there's no point me saying that to, to somebody like yourself, Johnny, because you know exactly how that feels. Reading <laughs> at the minute, um, but yeah, look, Derby had better quality. They ended up winning the game three-one. Um, with a couple of goals that were potentially offside. Just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, Derby had quality. And I went there not really expecting much, hoping for a point. We didn't get it. Came back. I felt deflated. But at the same time, there was lots of positives to take from a Lincoln point of view. Probably some real good positives to take from a Derby point of view as well. Because like I say, although I, I felt from a Lincoln side that we were the better side at portions of the game, I definitely felt that with that Derby showed the resilience to be able to, to get the result. And ultimately, they just showed their quality. And this is what you were talking about, Johnny, with the squad depth of, and the yeah. quality that comes from that. A little bit later on in the season, you really start to see it more. I think Derby oozed that on, uh, on Thursday night. So it was a little bit disappointed. Definitely took the uh, Christmas spirit away from me, just a little bit. But uh, hopefully, as Lincoln, we can uh, reclaim that on Boxing Day, although... Well, hosting Bolton it's not exactly going to be an easy game at all so let's give a little bit of love to two other sides you know the bottom of the division an early season six pointer if you will Cheltenham Town versus Carlisle United now this ended one nil to the home side but it wasn't just the case of the Robins being the only team to break the deadlock with a well-worked goal or anything like that now Thomas Holy what on earth are you doing <laughs> if you haven't seen the goal by the way go and watch it i, I think it's on the, the real efl social twitter account it is absolutely crazy he just um sort of tried to parry the ball away but just well he could have quite easily caught it i don't know what he was doing parried it straight into the path of a cheltenham attacker who managed just to play it across the box and goal and obviously the defender switched off because they thought well keeper's got that that's safe <laughs> no. Um, look, Johnny, I mean, first of all, crazy goal, wasn't it? But second of all, as a Reading fan, another team in that kind of bottom four, I don't know how are you feeling about that result? Are you happy enough with it? 
Yeah, well, well, I thought we were playing against the comedy goalie yesterday for, for Wigan. They had a tickling goal. But uh, <laughs> clearly, Carlisle's... Uh, Good old Mr. The game. Tickle. Good old Mr. Tickle. Uh, yeah, like, I, geez, I haven't seen uh, a guy like that for a long time. Um, yeah, what are you doing? Like, just what what's going on? But, uh, you know, when you're a struggling team, isn't it? Again, we talked about this before, the, you know, your muddled mindset or... What what's going on in there? You know, the concentration wise. Um, but I said, you know, when we spoke before, you know, the preview to this game, you know, I said it was a massive game for Cheltenham to go up there mm. to get a result, and they did. You know, and I think you know, <clears throat> I was reading there that uh, they've now what scored in ten consecutive games, Cheltenham. Whereas you know, early on in the season, they didn't score in the first eleven. Um, mm. It's they're starting to do. You know, they're starting to build you know it's still a struggle for them but that is a six pointer and it's a massive result at this stage of the season that gives them confidence to know that they can go away and get a result and and a clean sheet um you know uh you know even they lost was it will goodwin was injured earlier on the game one you know one of their better players should we say um but you take that as as a you know a long journey for the for fans going up there um to get that win you know, it, it it gives them hope for the rest of the season. And it's you know, it's like we say, there's almost like three leagues now in this league. There's the the kind of the bottom seven, eight, middle, and then yeah. the top seven, eight. You know, you can see the gaps. And I think that's it's almost becoming like a mini league. You know, there's that between that. So for them, you know, it's you, you've got to play. You know, as as a team in the bottom four. You have to beat your, the teams around you, or, or get points against the teams around you. You know you, anything else on top of that in the mid-table top teams? That's a bonus. So for them, but for Carlisle, I it's no winning five games now. Um, I think, and they really are struggling, and they don't look good. You know, they we I watched the game. We played them a while back. We beat them. I think it's five-one. Um, you know, they they really are struggling. Um, how are they going to turn it around? That's the you know it's a tough one for them. Um, yeah. When you want to run a games like that, it just keeps going, doesn't it? And then you make stupid mistakes like that that just it adds to the pressure on the manager. Well, we've got a we've got a Carlisle fan who is obviously a resident co-host yeah. on this podcast in Ivan and. Uh, yeah, let's just say he wasn't too uh, too filled with uh, the festive cheer. Uh, yesterday it really wasn't and understandably so Carlisle are in a little bit of free fall and really not playing too well and uh, obviously that is unfortunately turning into poor results as well but Cheltenham very much looked like a bit of a resurgent side under Daryl Clark he's definitely managing to get the best out of the players that he's currently got and I, I don't know I, I'm not going to call it but it wouldn't necessarily surprise me to see them try and make a bit of a climb out of the bottom four you know, it really wouldn't. I think they're gonna they're gonna have a little bit of a rebuild in January. Um, they are, if I'm not mistaken, they're sending back two, three, four of their loan players that they've got as well to try and kind of free up some of their space in the squad. So obviously, maybe bring in some new loan players who are hopefully going to make a bit more of an impact to yeah. the squad. Um, so it's it's going to be a really important month of January for uh, for Cheltenham Town. But I would probably have faith in Dara Clark if I was a Robins fan. Absolutely. Now, 
There was also draws for this season's draw specialists. Michael Appleton's Charlton Athletic. They got one yesterday against Burton Albion. One all ended. Exeter also went another game without a win. Johnny, when is this torrid run for Exeter going to end? And when is Gary Coldwell finally going to be let go? I yeah, I I mean they, they started off so well. Mm. Um but like again, I was just thinking that it's, it's five games for them without a win as well, isn't it? In all yeah. comps. Um again, I think you know, we, we talked about it before, you know, at the start. This podcast is sponsored by the wonderful people over at NordVPN. The 2023-24 campaign is set to draw to a close, but the football never truly stops. With the Olympics, Euro 2024 and the new season set to commence in no time, make sure you don't miss any of the action wherever you may be in the world by downloading NordVPN. For just the price of one cup of coffee per month, NordVPN allows you to watch your favourite teams, players, shows and movies anywhere in the world, even if they aren't available in your region, simply by switching the location on your device to one which is showing the content. NordVPN also acts as your cyber bodyguard, protecting your personal data and other sensitive information such as credit cards and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, which is always a worry when you travel abroad. And with just one subscription to NordVPN, you can use the service across six different devices, which is incredibly handy if you're traveling with your family and or loved ones. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash realEFL. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support our podcast too. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So now... Back to the podcast. Away days are great, especially when your striker bags a last-minute winner. But there's nothing quite like playing at home. And do you know what? The same goes for McDonald's. Why not maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery? Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When the players were fit, um, they, they, they did well, but then they picked up injuries and they have got a small squad. And that's the problem for them. Um, I don't, I, I don't hear loud shoutings of the manager out yet. I, I could be, could be wrong. Um, but like, it is almost like a team in free fall, isn't it? We've said that mm. there's a few teams that are going through these runs at the minute. Um, Exeter surprises me because I, I thought they would be doing better than they are. But um, you know, Cambridge have really picked up under um, Harris and have started well. And, you know, that was a good result for them. You know. But just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it, no, it's, it's tough, isn't it, with, with Exeter? Because it just doesn't seem like there's one singular thing that's changed to, to go wrong. Um, so is this, you know, th- there's the argument, is this them just kind of regressing towards their mean after what was a really good start? But then it shouldn't, this run shouldn't be carrying on quite as long as it has. But sometimes, you know, when you when you are on such a poor run, uh, as I'm sure you know yourself, yeah, yeah, you just, you just can't buy a win from anywhere. You can't buy no. a look from anywhere, and sometimes these things can just begin to snowball. And I wonder if that's the case at Exeter. It's going to be a really, yeah. really important month. Uh, and a bad goal difference as well. Minus twenty goal difference. You know yeah. that's 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 big. Um, yeah. You know when they lo- you know when they're losing games. You know they've lost you know some some heavy defeats there. Um, whether, well, that's, whether seven, Cold- that's seven nil to Bolton, for example. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know whether Coldwell can turn it around. Um, it'll be mm. interesting, or if he will be given the time to turn it around. You know, there's, it's 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 like a gamble month as well for clubs, isn't it? Because, you know, if you bring a new manager in now, or or if you don't, and you leave it to the end of January, the transfer window's gone. So, is a manager going to be given the opportunity to change things? 
as current manager or did he bring a new manager in? Look at what he's got. He hasn't got much time to, to, to assess the squad. Are they able to make changes, you know, financially wise as well? You know, what, what, what can you do with the squad they've got? What can you bring in? Mm. So it's interesting, like you were saying earlier, it's an interesting t- to watch as a, as a fan of, of football, how this is all going to pan out because you can see where certain things need to change for clubs, but how can they change them? I mean, and are they able to? And what can be done financially? You know, we're not we're not in the Premier League. We don't throw money around like st- stupid <laughs> clubs do at this level. So you know, people have to be smart and have to mm. be clever in the transfer market. And like you said about Cheltenham, if they're looking to jig things around and do something different for them at their level, what they can do with their resources, maybe that's something Exeter needs to look at as well. Absolutely. Now we are going to take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we will take a look through the rest of the results in League One before talking a little bit more about Boxing Day football. And welcome back there. I hope you enjoyed the little ad break. Now, I'm sure if they're trying to sell you something, actually, Christmas Eve or, or maybe even Christmas Day when you're listening to this, although <laughs> you are. Why? Um, it uh, might be a little bit late to be buying any of the things that they have tried to advertise there. Now, look, in the rest of League One, there were wins for Barnsley against Stevenage at Oakwell. A really impressive result for Barnsley there. A really unfortunate, disappointing loss for Stevenage. There was also a uh, Blackpool beating Bristol Rovers 3-1, as well as Northampton getting a result against Des Buckingham's Oxford United. It's not gone very well for him there since Liam Manning left right. the helm. Portsmouth, top of the league, also got a draw only against relegation-threatened Fleetwood Town. Uh, Shrewsbury, lost at home to a very, very strong attacking side in Peterborough United. And Wickham Wanderers got a draw against Port Vale. Now, Johnny, what games there jump out at you? Oh, it's interesting. You know, we've uh, Oxford, I mean, I think, mm. in the sense the new guys come in, I don't know what the stats are, but it's not gone well. <laughs> you oh, know, they, they win under Des Buckingham. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as a team that were doing, you know, were in the the push, mm-hmm. top two, three, um, is is he out of his depth? Is you know, had he had time to make his own mark on the team with a team that was doing well? Um, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because you know, you, you have a manager that they had, and and you know, he's gone on to to. A different level um but it was working very well but now do the players not trust him is he not able to get his message across to the players are you you, you know the game like that you northampton away for a team like oxford if they want to be challenging that that, that should be it needs to be a win um you know and, and then the, you know the pressure's on him now you know it's starting to build because oxford fans We'll be getting restless. Um, you know, they, they, you know, you start slipping further and further down the table. It, it's 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 difficult. Um, Pomp, Pompey surprise, a big surprise, I think. You know, mm. as a team, you know, the form that they're under to only get a draw with Fleetwood, but fair play to Fleetwood. That's again, you know, we're talking about results for teams that have been struggling. Um, 
that's a you know a great point for where they're at. at um, you know, they're 22nd in the table. Um, you know, it, it's very tight there at the bottom. But that you know they'll take they take a massive confidence from that going up to Pompey. Not many teams will get results at Pompey. You know, that's you know the, the strength they've got in that squad. So you know that that to me was one of the standouts from yesterday. Um, you know, it's quite you know, Peterborough we talked about, and you know. They're on an incredible run at the minute. Um, what is it now? How many wins in a row? I think is it um, trying to get me math together. I'm not very good at counting. <laughs> um, I think is it's five five wins mm. in a row, like six out of seven, something something crazy like that in all comps where they haven't lost. Um, but the momentum is huge. Um, they are probably yeah, they are definitely the most informed team in the league, and they're on a run. Yeah. Um, they're scoring goals. They've sorted the defensive issues out that they had earlier on in the season. You know, when they had, I think they talked about the game they lost to Derby at home. Um, mm. You know, but they seem to have seem to have got things organised again. Um, I know a certain certain pundit friend of ours is very excited about <laughs> <laughs> Posh this season, um, and rightly so. I think it's you know. They, you know, no, no, don't say rightly so. We're not rightly so for now until Reading we're not beat them on Boxing to be Day. Fuel, be fueling his Peterborough uh, United hate. It's Christmas time of goodwill. Peterborough <laughs> fans, we have to do something nice for them. Um, but yeah, look, it'll be interesting again. You know, I, I, there's you know rumours of players being sold. Um, some you know from Peterborough. Mm. Uh, so again, you know what what will happen? Do they need to sell? Will they they try and keep players? Um, you know, obviously the sharks of the bigger leagues will be circling around League One looking to take off a few. Um it yeah, I, I the the bubble will burst at some stage because that's football. You know, they're not gonna, you know, this run will end, as I say, on 26th of December. <clears throat> but <laughs> it's it, you know, they're a good side. That's you know, they 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 play good football, um, you know. Tough place to go, you know, playing against Peter now. Um, I were again, I would see, I, I don't think they've got enough to be the top two. I think, I think there'll be a playoff place. Um, but that's where we're talking at Christmas, you know, that, that, that yeah. next we'll come back in February and we'll talk again and we'll see, we'll see where things lie. And we really will have then kind of mm. a, a much. I think you know a definite on where clubs are going to be heading because um, it does chop and change. And yeah, I'm sure if you were listening back to these, we've talked about teams on the ups and the downs. And you, you know, you're looking at like Exeter, we were talking about at the start of the season doing well, and then you know, then Peterborough weren't, Derby weren't, and then now they are. So it's you know, there's you know, forty you know, forty odd games a season. Um, it's a long slog. So you, you know you're only halfway through it now, and 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 things have changed so much, and things will change again, and there may be a team that comes out of nowhere and, and goes on a run that gets them into the playoffs, and that's that's the beauty of it. You know we don't know, but we can only look at what we can see, and um, yeah, I, you know, but there's there's some good teams in there that that top eight, you know, that you can go well on the day, you know, that they can beat anyone, they can beat each other. It just comes down to that depth. Yeah that depth of squad when they get injuries because everyone's going to get injuries and how much that affects you and what you can bring in and, and who, who you've got there um, that, you know, maybe hasn't, you know, 
been starting and wants to prove a point and and you know is hungry uh for a place so yeah it, it's going to be interesting um but uh, yeah we'll see no absolutely i think there's a there is some real good quality like you say in that top six and to be fair across the whole division um and it's going to be really interesting to see how that carries on after the month of Feb- Fe- uh, february but obviously you're uh so you're tipping reading to beat Peterborough then on, on Boxing Day. I didn't realise you were on the uh, on the brandy this early in the morning. <laughs> you know <what> it is? <laughs> but yeah. hey, look, each their own. <laughs> oh, look, come on. I've, I've been nice about him. I've, I've got to be horrible about him as well. Come on. You know, it's just, too right. You no, can't too feed right. his ego Absolutely. too much. No, no, exactly that. Right, those are then all of the League One results from this weekend just before... Christmas. I'm just going to go through the League 2 results as well, considering uh, we haven't had a chance to do a League 2 podcast this weekend. So, Forest Green Rovers played on Friday night, as did six, well, there were six matches on Friday night, so 12 teams playing, with then the rest being played on Saturday afternoon as normal. Forest Green Rovers were under new management. Troy Deeney uh, stepping up there, but the, and uh, he got his first point on the board as they drew nil nil at home to Gillingham. Crawley Town hosted AFC Wimbledon, but unfortunately for Crawley fans, AFC Wimbledon came away two one winners. Doncaster hosted Bradford City, and again it was the away side that got the victory, a three one victory for Bradford, one that uh, very much pleased boss Graham Alexander. There was also a 3-1 victory for Barrow, again away from home at Crew Alexandra. Now, Pete Wyatt, what a job he seems to be doing there. Their run of wins in a row is only growing at the minute. Really impressive for them. Colchester United also coming away 2-1 victors against Salford City. This time it was the home side then that got the 2-1 victory. Uh, Salford potentially in a little bit of trouble. How long is the manager going to stay in a job there? And then the big game at the top of the table on Friday night. Stockport County versus Notts County at Edgeley Park, and it was Stockport who came out 2-1 victors. Moving on to the Saturday, Harrogate Town got a 2-1 victory away at Blundell Park against Grimsby Town. Ha ha. Uh, Accrington <laughs> was at home to Walsall 2-1 uh, with Freddie Draper scoring for the away side. I always have to mention that, you know, whenever he scores, as a Lincoln fan, it has to be mentioned. Uh, Mansfield Town won 2-0 away at bottom of the league side, Sutter United, who of course sacked their manager in midweek. Uh, Wrexham came out 2-0 victors in the All-Wales derby against Newport County at the racecourse ground, which I believe was their highest league attendance in quite a few years for Wrexham. So really impressive for them. Tranmere Rovers came out victors against Swindon Town. That's another win for Tranmere. They've been pretty resurgent now under Nigel Adkins. Uh, And unfortunately, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit annoyed at that one because that one made me lose my acker. Uh, and uh, Morecambe lost 3-1 at home to MK Dons. Can MK Dons really get to the playoffs? Well, I think so. But what does everybody else think? Make sure to comment below. So, look, that was this weekend's fixtures. We're only 35 minutes in, though, Johnny. It's Christmas. Let's have a little bit of a chat about Christmas. Well, should, should, we, talk, should we talk Christmas first or Boxing Day first? Go on, then, Johnny. You pick. Go Christmas. Oh, right. We'll go Christmas. Right. Christmas dinner. What's your statement? Uh, go on, talk mate, through it. 
has to be, has to be, has to be the roast turkey, ham, uh, a, a bonus Brussels sprout, you know, as I call it, an Oxford. Um, oh, I love a Brussels sprout, me. Ah, uh, see, well, they, you know, they, you're you're from a strange part of England now. You know, there is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. I've lived there. Uh, it's okay, no, yeah. No, what it is, mate. It's, it's just yeah, with little people, and uh, it's yes, it's a fun day, isn't it? You know, for, for my, yes. I've got a uh, twelve and a four-year-old, so it's 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 all about them for us for Christmas and the roast dinner and the you know, listening to last Christmas by Wham for the probably the twenty-eight thousandth time in my life. Um, Could you not yeah. better pick a better song to listen to? <laughs> I think that got Christmas number one this year, didn't it? After uh, finally, after however many years since it got released, they finally yeah. won it. I was surprised. Yeah. I, I was very much expecting uh, Fairy Tales of New York to uh, to pip it this year, considering Shane McGowan passing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Obviously, That's a well, well, finally got it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great song. Great, only was a very you know over here we've had, we've lost a few. Mm. Uh, talented people this year, Sinead O'Connor and, and him. That song was an amazing song until they start editing the lyrics because it's not politically correct and all that rubbish. Like, get real, it's a song. Um, yeah, don't it's, get, it's don't get me started. <laughs> between, <laughs> between, between that and um, Let It Snow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly. What honestly. about you, though, mate? Come on, what's the, uh, the go-to for Christmas for you? Well, ob- obviously, it's a good Christmas dinner, but we don't normally do roast turkey at uh, in our house. My uh, right. parents aren't normally fans of turkey, so we've got a, we've got a good leg of lamb tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's a bit random for a Christmas day. I, you know? I know it is. I know it is, uh, and I think a bit of roast beef as well. Um, Jeez, I know slightly. Slight, I know slightly different. But, no, uh, no Christmas, no Christmas outfit for this. No proper Christmas dinner. This I is know, just. I know. I wish I hadn't I done know. this podcast now. I, I wish I'd learned stuff <laughs> I didn't want to know. <laughs> I don't have an advent calendar. Uh, there's no <laughs> stockings up. Um, to, to you are the Grinch. The Grinch Lincoln. To be fair, it's only since, so what, what was it, 2020, COVID, um, was the first year in eight years. So the eight years prior to that, we, me and my family always spent Christmas abroad on holiday. We would be in Spain, uh, Canary Islands, Benidorm, something like that. We always went for a week at Christmas. Um, so we never really did many of the sort of festivities <laughs> as soon as I turned like 12 or something daft like that, like 10. I don't know, it's more fun going away. But yeah. uh, recently, you know, we, we've gotten back into the festivities. But to be fair, I think it's it, it's people like obviously yourself, when you've got the little ones running around, yeah. that's when it's the most magical, isn't it? Yeah, and Boxing Day is Boxing Day's football day. And that is all I care. Forget Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas Day is it's just there, right? It only exists so that we can have Boxing Day. Because Boxing Day is where it matters. Now, obviously, you're away at Reading. We're at home. Uh, you're away at Reading. You're away at Peterborough United. We're at home to Bolton Wanderers. Uh, but, Johnny, what's uh, what's your best memory of Boxing Day football? Oh, geez, no, I'm going back a longer <laughs> years now. Like for me as a kid, you know, it was uh, snowy pitches, mm-hmm. orange balls on the pitch. <laughs> the, the the most, the most, probably one of the most iconic ones for Reading fans. Um, you know, it's not about the biggest results or whatever. There's a few. Mm. But um, back in 2008, Boxing Day, uh, Cardiff at home. And I'm being a keeper myself, seeing a goalkeeper score a goal, Adam Federici. <laughs> Last minute, uh, we were 1-0 down. Um, he comes up for a corner. 
hits the yeah. back, keeper hits the post, bounce back, and then he slams in the rebound to draw. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a win, but who who doesn't love a goalkeeper coming up and scoring a goal? It's a Christmas you know? miracle. Yeah, it is. It was the miracle at the <laughs> Majeski. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that, you know, those, those kind of things. And, you know, the day's out for, for many people, isn't it? You know, it's, mm. it's, it's, you know, Christmas is gone, kind of the traditional stuff. There's a lot of it's gone because you start celebrating Christmas in almost May now, it feels like. But Boxing Day football is is still kind yeah. of a thing. And and just the, the run of fixtures, you know, it's insane, mm. isn't it? I think, what's it, four four games in, in kind of almost feels like in a week. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Tuesday, Friday, Monday this year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's you know, and people there's like you know, fans that you know spend a lot of money traveling to support the teams as well. It's 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 huge, and you know, yeah, times can be hard for people at this time of year. You know, with with everything, it's not the easiest time of the year. And I think the football's always an outlet for everyone. Um, it's a bit of an escape. Um, you know, so when you when you you know Boxing Day and you you maybe slightly under the weather. <laughs> too much lamb in your house, too much turkey in ours. Um, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the food that I have too much of. Yeah, that's what, that's uh, what, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I'm a nurse. Um, it, it's it's a day out. So, like, what's your, what's your, what would you go for your one of your memories? Well, do you know what? There, it was actually probably, it, it wasn't a very good game. Uh, it was, would it have been 2022? I'm trying to make sure I get my years right. It would have, yeah, it would have been 20, uh, no, 2021 Boxing Day, sorry. Uh, we were at home against uh, MK Dons and uh, we went 2 0 up inside of 10 minutes and, uh, well, we lost it 3 2. Um, it was terrible for that. But a friend of mine was an MK Dons fan and he came up for the day and, you know, we he came and had sort of a Boxing Day dinner around ours afterwards. And we, uh, we met up with a couple of other friends in the fan zone. And we, we were having a few sort of drinks. And it was, it for me, that's what the Boxing Day fixtures yeah. are very much about. It's about actually, it's, it's your Christmas with your football family. Yeah. And that and that, and that is very much what it, and, you know, I, I love that sort of one, even even away from the night when it's football. But it was the sort of me taking taking the mick out of my MK Don supporting friend at half time, sort of when uh, when we were winning 2 0, and me and another friend were sort of stood in the fan zone at the time and we were calling him whilst he was stood in the away end and just laughing down the phone. And uh, yeah, let's yeah. just say he had the last laugh. Um, yeah. Don't gloat too it, soon. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> and that's very much the moral of that story. But, uh, but like I say, that's what it's about. Um, last year's Boxing Day game, certainly one I want to forget pretty soon, considering uh, we got absolutely hammered. 3-0 away from home at uh, Burton Albion. It looked like uh, some of our players certainly were a little bit... Um, still in a couple of food comas, shall we say, or yeah. or maybe they'd been drinking whatever Thomas Holney had been drinking uh, <laughs> yesterday morning as well. But yeah, look, at the end of the day, Christmas, Boxing Day, the 29th, New Year, it's, it's all such special occasions because we've got football, we've got that kind of opportunity to go see friends. And obviously Christmas, you've got that opportunity to go and see family. So Johnny, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic Christmas. You too, sir. And look, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in on the Real EFL Christmas special. Like I say, make sure to give us a like and all of that sort of stuff. Let us know, uh, let us know how we did really, because, you know, Christmas Eve morning, we're trying to be all, uh, all sort of happy and jolly. And it's a lot easier for, for myself, especially considering we played on Thursday night. So I've started to sort of recover from the uh, from the hurt that that one gave me. But yeah, 
Christmas is very much a time for spending with family, with friends, and remembering loved ones of past as well. So Absolutely. please make sure have a fantastic Christmas. Raise a glass for everybody. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. See you after Boxing Day. Merry Christmas. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share box on the go. And you know what? Your mate's already got booked for double dipping. But then later on, you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.